You want to go bowling? This is Grand Theft Podcast. Welcome back to Grand Theft Podcast. You're listening to episode four, part two. Last week we started talking about Grand Theft Auto 4 and some of its characters that made it such a great game and such an enriching story. We have our guest Ras with us. We're going to continue on with that discussion right now, and then we're going to get into some NPC dialogue at the end. Enjoy. Um, through Little Jacob or or vice versa, um, we meet quite a cool friend. Uh, somebody who's there for quite a while is Elizabeth. Oh yeah, um, totally. And she's kind of like the. The, the 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 kind of center of, of of a little web that's going on uh that introduces you to several characters okay. now mm-hmm. folk like playboy x um we've got packy mcreary uh, mcreary sorry we have um you actually meet johnny Klepik there as well uh from lost in the dance okay um he's at the party just briefly, isn't but he's at the heroin party he's at the party yeah. yeah that's right that's right um manny is is in this section as well um, I know. I thought I, when you said you were about to meet a really interesting person, I knew the next person you met was Manny, and I was going to absolutely berate you if you said that Manny was an interesting. Person. <laughs> Manny is probably my least favorite character in this game by some margin. I'm sorry, I've already said that about somebody else, but God damn it, Manny pissed me off. <laughs> Manny, Manny is very, very a prick. <laughs> That's a ten of ten. And that prick. is it. That's the end of that sentence. Let's continue not talking yeah. about Manny. Yeah, we next. don't need to talk about Manny anymore. Yeah, well, we've got a, quite a big um, decision to make uh, between Playboy X and Dwayne. Yes, um, we do. And this is where the end of this act kind of really, really comes in um, after you've been kind of introduced to different kind of characters. Um, and then you get to make that decision between between those two. Now, what decision did everyone make? Gareth, I'm <laughs> waiting to hear what you did. I know after the last thing where we had two options and Gareth was like, well, I just shot everyone, obviously. Gareth, first of all, you tell us, Gareth, who did you shoot? I really need to know. I Personally, I think there is only one answer here, and it's Playboy X. Well, there clearly is, but I still want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I killed Playboy X. Good, good. I, like, I, I was racking my brain, I was like, oh, d- did I kill? No, I didn't kill Dwayne. I'm, I'm sure I killed Playboy X. I was racking my brain for ages, but yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I did kill Playboy X. Definitely on the first playthrough X, obviously, but yeah, I, yeah. I think I've done one, I think one of the playthroughs I did doing just to see what that happened, because, you know, you yeah. want to know what the story happens and you want to miss yeah. a bit of game. Does, but, yeah. this does not affect the ending. No, it's not. No, it's, it, it, it just, yeah. it's just, it just gives you, so you get Playboy X's mansion, well, his penthouse mm-hmm. thing, yeah, which is very cool. Yeah, yep. yeah, totally. Yeah. That's got to be yeah. the house, I think, for... Yeah, definitely. We we start to get some some jobs uh, introduced through Elizabeth uh, with Packy McReary uh, and yeah, the McReary yeah. family, uh, and this this kind of kicks off a, a the second act, um, yeah. a huge part of the game uh, when you're essentially you're just working for these guys. Yeah, totally. I actually always thought that it would be cool to have a Boston game in the GTA world, mm-hmm. but actually I think this bit of it of GTA Four almost like means you don't need that because you've got so much of the Irish element in here and like the yeah, whole yeah. Irish mob bosses and stuff. I, I really like this whole bit. I thought it was great. Yeah, All the way up it's to very the, cool. Literally linchpin of the entire game, which is that, uh, a certain heist, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. God damn, that heist is so good. It really is. Um, and quite understated. Totally. It kind of takes characters away from you. It gives a little bit of the, the family's backstory there as well with, with certain characters being brought out of retirement. Uh, you meet different people in different ways. You've got, Francis McCreary as being a bent cop, so it takes in that departed kind of influence. Yeah. Um, 
you know, who who are you working for? Who's the good guys? Who's the bad guys here? Um, and yeah, it, it is definitely the 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 biggest mission that you'll you'll kind of do with them. What a, what a mission, man! Like yeah, like I said earlier on that drive between their house and the bank, I've done that, that so many times at a point <laughs> where they just like. Oh, let's not talk. Yeah. Let's sit in awkward silence at your let's, failure. Let's just not every talk. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, that brings on to a nicely to like a, a fantastic addition to this game is the retry mechanic, which oh yeah. So yeah, yeah, which is which like is that, yeah. so good. Yeah, um, it is. Like, so, like, I think, I think there was something very little that was introduced in Vice City where, like if you died or if you got arrested and then there'd be a taxi waiting outside for you mm-hmm. and you get, right, yeah. you get in the taxi and it would take you to your last mission point which is yeah it cuts out a lot of like um a lot of like driving to the place and everything like that but um but this is such a a huge game changer in terms because there's a lot of those missions in that trilogy of games that um could have benefited from just a quick retry or just um or just something just to make the experience a bit smoother. But uh, yeah, uh, it's it's fantastic. Just a quick text on your phone saying, do you want to retry the mission? You say yes, it takes you to the start of the mission. That's yeah. right. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I think I did, while playing it, I did always kind of feel mm-hmm. that I wished it would take you to the actual beginning of the mission. Like I said, that like that drive, which is obviously important for exposition and story, yeah. isn't necessarily a part of the mission because yeah. it's a mundane drive for me to be. But actually, yeah. I did kind of I appreciate them doing that in hindsight because actually, you don't want to make it too easy. Yeah. You don't want to just jump to the bit. You want to feel like you've lost. If you don't yeah, do yeah. the mission, you want to have some inconvenience rather than just being pelted Sorry. straight into like, like let's shoot some guys again. Um, I did like that they did mid-mission. There's mid-mission checkpoints on this I can't yeah mission checkpoints on this i think um i think we did mention it last time that i think san andreas was the first one to kind of introduce that for mm-hmm. some of the bigger missions especially the yeah. last mission um it's only it has, on some missions so that's right yeah so yeah. this is the first one i seem to recall really being yeah. frustrated at some part of it that i just couldn't get past that bump and when yeah. you got past the bump you still had yeah. to escape which was just yeah brutal from the middle of the city yeah traffic everywhere tough going man but it was good really good one of my favorite missions yeah no um i think um i think you've you've mentioned this before but it's like a we've tried to sort of pick like a mission of the game like it's like the best mission and probably thief clover might be up there for this one yeah definitely yeah definitely top um yeah definitely mm. top maybe sec i don't know I, I could i would have to decide between that and the museum which we'll come to i'm sure yeah um Oh yeah, the museum. Jeez. But just because of the the tie-ins to other storylines and stuff there, that's quite <laughs> yeah. nice too. But yeah, I think it's probably Three Leaf Clover is the one I was thinking about. Other thing about important about Three Leaf Clover, um, almost to the point that it's a little bit badly weighted that it mm-hmm. gives you so much money that you oh, almost yeah. don't need to do anything else. Yeah, yeah. Off the back of that, it gives you money that'll do you to the end of the game actually. Yeah. Um, which is you know it's it's a definite like dead center of the game is very important and completing it really starts the whole nico storyline i think from what yeah, I yeah. that's a really good point most most games will give you that massive pair at the end so your your end game yeah. your your collectible run or whatever you're going to do afterwards or your your side missions are, are relatively straightforward and just you know more fun yeah. than they are kind of a grind or 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 you working your way through the game 
but yeah by putting that halfway through i think it's a great almost gameplay mechanic because it, it, it gets that kind of working from your bottom all the way up to to you know have the money he's not doing it for the money anymore actually the the mm. only drive that nico now has is to get to that special someone to find that person that he's been looking for this whole time uh which kind of gets yeah. lost or forgotten about a little bit uh in the in the walk up <laughs> to this this kind of part but until yeah, you yeah. start getting phone calls from the 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 liberty paper um well, that's right and yeah. you 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 rekindle with with karen michelle Mm-hmm. Karen Michelle. <laughs> I have to be honest, when we started talking about Nico's storyline, when I played it the first time, I was like, oh, yeah. What? Yeah, they kind of vaguely mentioned this at the beginning. I was like, are we, yeah. I, oh, are we doing this now? Are we? All oh, right, okay. I just assumed that that was just some throwaway comment that we were never going to come yeah. back to. No, I think, I think uh, like with Nico, and I think um, something I felt when I've recently played in San Andreas as well is like the, the middle section of San Andreas feels like a complete tangent from what bookends it in terms of like it's all about like kind of Grove Street family and everything like that and taking down Ten Penny and stuff like that and you lose it in the middle like there's a lot of different stuff happening in the middle and it's kind of almost the same as in this one in the fact that like you start off like you have like Nico's kind of starting story but then lots of other stuff happens and then it kind of filters out into the end so um yeah um i don't i don't know whether it's just like the pacing of like act two in both of those games just uh possibly just a bit more padding than it kind of needs to be yeah but um yeah yeah it's almost like you're going and collecting like introducing the game here's nico you don't really need to do too much about it he's got some shit you'll come back to this at some point now go and meet all of these characters that are very important and learn little bits about all of them and get threads of all their lives. And then yeah, when yeah. it all closes back at the end, you almost use the ones that matter will come back round or they'll all yeah, tick yeah. the boxes and actually yeah. everything starts to fall into place as to why you introduced to them in the first place kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think I, I think I think that's where GTA four kind of shines in that respect over San Andreas because of it. Because there's a lot of mid characters in San Andreas that you just see for a little bit and that's them gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't really matter towards the end, whereas, like, there's a lot of through-line characters in this that, like, stick with you through thick and thin throughout the whole game, which is excellent. It is. It's nice as well, and I know this, I don't want to spoil anything because we're, we're, we're slowly plodding through the game here, but I do feel yeah. like the bit with Paddy McCreary is very, like, this is Nico finding a new family almost as well. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is an element of him getting very brought into this family and he gets I don't know there's something quite nice and wholesome about that I think even though obviously it's in the midst of lots of really horrible things happening I think well one of those kind of horrible things it's quite interesting that you 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 mentioned that is you have to you have to choose between killing Francis or Derek two of the brothers yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, which is it it was such a strange kind of moment that I, I Kind of came, I don't know if it if it sat right with me or or again one of those the choices that for me was very very easy. Um, yeah, yeah. Took out the corrupt cop and left the heroin addict alive. <laughs> yeah, solid choice. It's a classic tale as old as time itself. <laughs> but I mean, you help. I mean, you're you're sent out to to help the sad sack Derek, which is how you unlock the third island. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're up on the top of a building with a sniper rifle, with the choice of which brother do you kill, yeah. and I mean, regardless of which one you do. It's very similar to Claude. When he goes over, he gets taken in by Asuka, um, Asuka Ken, uh, Kenzie, yeah. 
Kenzie, thank you. Yeah. yeah, he gets taken in by Kenzie and then instantly betrays and kills her brother, but just carries on being friends with Kenzie. Yeah. You know, just kind of like, it's just one of the, and then this exactly same thing happens with, with Nico in that yeah. you kill one of the brothers and then you pretty much instantly phone up, um, oh, you go to the funeral. You get a yeah. phone call from Kate going, hey, do you want to come to the funeral and support me? He's just like, yeah, sure. I'll come to the funeral and help you out. Yeah, like, oh, who would do such a thing? And Nico's like, yeah. I don't know who would do don't such know. a thing. So, someone, someone with a forty-five caliber sniper rifle on top of that building over there. I, I don't. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, one of the few times in the game I'm a bit like Nico, you shitbag. But actually, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, yeah, we haven't we haven't really talked about Kate much actually. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, she's very very important, and she deserves to be protected. <laughs> <laughs> at all costs <laughs> I mean I don't know how Kate got into any GTA game but really, yeah. I mean even the mother deserves yeah. to be shot in some way shape or form I'm pretty sure yeah, but yeah. Um, Kate's just too nice oh, and she I, I, is again, yeah I always felt sorry she always phones up goes hey Nico do you want to go out and drink or something I'm like nah not just now and she's yeah. like oh okay call me call me sometime yeah what, what's going on with you yeah just leave everything yeah <laughs> Well, depending on obviously what ending you kind of choose and stuff like that, like it could go really well or really bad. But well, we'll talk to it when we get to. I like. I actually, I actually think like it's it's a hard choice. Like it's a really, really hard choice. Like well, like it's an easy choice to make for the actual like person to kill. I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the person that survives at the end, uh, it's hard. Yeah, I think she's definitely the only normal i think person the only normal character i mean we meet yeah. mallory she's she's just a mess really i mean <laughs> she's gonna marry marry uh roman yeah she was off with vlad for most of the game until you know you take vlad out as well i think it's just yeah, one of yeah. the many many reasons that i think roman knew what he was doing when he got nico over uh to yeah, try yeah. and help sort his life out um it's, it's around about this time at the end of the McGreary's and they kind of hang around for a little while with, with Gerald and, and, and Packy as well. Yeah. Um, that you start getting introduced to their boss. And yeah. again, another like step up the tier, um, in Ray, who is essentially giving them their orders. Um, and then gets introduced through Packy, um, to Ray and you start working with him directly, uh, from there and his kind of counterpart, Phil Bell. Um, the two of those are, are kind of working. Well, they're kind of, both working for the same family, um, generally hate each other and, and are, I think, both trying to take each other out. Yeah. And it's actually during this time with Ray is where we go to the museum, which is another big kind of moment in the game, right? That's, it is. Um, I think one thing that doesn't really get mentioned often enough that this story, the whole story in its entirety, is just the story of these bloody diamonds. It is. I mean, that that is what this this game is story is about. It's not really about <laughs> as much as it is. It's nice to talk about Liberty City and Nico and stuff. Actually, the diamonds appear in the opening credits, and it's right up to the the bitter end, pretty yeah. much, don't they? Um, they are, yeah. So yeah, totally. That's a great, great, great mission. I love the fact. I just you know I can't not mention the fact that. You, you experience it from three different points of view as well. It's a nicely constructed child, um, mission. Um, I did enjoy doing it later on in the DLCs, which I feel is justified in mentioning, given that it's it's such a pivotal part of this particular part of the story. <laughs> but yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, it's true, because there's not a, a through thing. There's no like end game, yeah. apart from you know wanting to, to find somebody at the end. 
you know, there's no big heist. The heist has already happened. Yeah. The money's already with you. So what's what's yeah. kind of like the driving kind of thing through all of this? Um, and this is where GTA 4 and it's 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 uh, DLCs really kind of shine in that they're just telling really, really good stories. Totally. And it's a story that, yeah. kind of, you know, I, I know we're kind of slowly closing in on towards the end, end game here, but like it, it is kind of the end. Yeah. Like you say, there, it's not about gaining. It, it's a very personal sort of story towards the end we've really kind of done with we don't need money we're not talking about getting more guns or whatever else the next thing is you've kind of you've wrapped that all up quite a lot earlier in the game um it's really all about the personal journey Mm -hmm. of nico as well just that that last mission yeah Yeah, not not about buying all the the properties or the the businesses and making money all the time it's it's not mechanic in this it's all not at all it's all personal vendetta Yeah, yeah totally but yeah, this is this is about the time that we, we really get in again to that end game. Uh, and we're now working directly with Jimmy Pegarino. He's got a lovely mansion off at the top of Alderney uh, with a driveway on yeah. the way up, just like uh, Salvador Leone's. Uh, so very, very yeah, kind of yeah. similar. And he's talking about getting on the, uh, getting in with the other families. Um, but he keeps on getting mm-hmm. double-crossed and, and some great missions you get through from him. But it's about that time yeah. that you start meeting uh, John Gravelli, who's in hospital literally on yeah. death's bed um and yeah. it's john that finally delivers the end game for for nico at least um not the player yeah. but for nico yeah yeah he delivers darko brevik to you and uh yeah i mean we've been waiting for <laughs> several hours um yeah you know tens of hours to get to this yeah. point but now he is sitting in front of that special someone with a gun in his hand. Yeah. Yeah. He's getting advice from Roman. Yeah. So what what did we do here? I honestly cannot bloody remember. <laughs> do you know what? <laughs> I was going to say exactly the same thing. <laughs> okay, I put my foot in it first then. That's fine. I honestly, I don't remember. I think I spared him. I'm pretty sure I spared him. Is this the one at the airport where you meet him at the yeah. airport? Yeah. Yeah, because he gets flown in. He's literally in a container. Yeah. They just, they, yeah, they, they bring him out. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I spared him. <sighs> I think I spared him. I think I did. Yeah. Um, because I feel like the whole kind of revenge thing, I think it hits, it has a bigger impact on me when the person grows above the revenge. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's possibly the main reason I probably did spare him. And I think given the choice to kill a lot of people in this game, I, um, like Playboy Bex was an easy choice. He was just yeah, he had to, he had to go. Yeah. Uh, but like a few other people, like given the choice to kind of spare them, I would normally take that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you go. This most recent one, I, I deliberately I spared him just to see yeah. how that goes. I, my first time, I think I just killed him. That tracks for you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if anybody was actually surprised by no. that. I think uh, most people could have switched off halfway through this and just gone, oh, he probably just <laughs> yeah. killed him. Yeah, um, probably. No, I think I think Roman actually speaks sense. Um, Roman really tries to talk you out yeah, of it, yeah. just saying, "Look, he's not worth it. You, you've moved on. You're a different person. Whatever he did at the time is what he felt was the right thing." So yeah, it, I think walking away is probably the correct choice. The correct answer. Do, yeah. and I think I think Rockstar had a, a right and a wrong um, idea yeah. in their head, and I think definitely by the, oh, yeah, the, definitely. the dialogue and stuff afterwards, I definitely think that in this case sparing darko was definitely the right choice yeah. that i think rockstar wanted you to make or how they wanted to write nico yeah i think there's um there's definitely 100 percent a canon sort of turn mm-hmm. of events in this game like x, x killing x is 
definitely can. And do you know yeah. what I mean? There's, there's some <laughs> yeah. things that are uh, just, yeah. And I, I think you're right. I think sparing him, um, you know, that third act almost, you know, changing as a person, kind of yeah. getting out of it. Because this is actually the end of, well, it's not the end of the story. It's the end of Nico's probably entire yeah, yeah. coming to America, you mm-hmm. know, looking for looking for some kind of revenge or looking for some kind of answers. Um, yeah, yeah. Regardless of what happens next, which mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get to, um, this is yeah. this is it for Nico. This is the end of it, really, isn't it? So yeah, it is. It is. Um, we've not really talked about um, Dimitri. Um, who no. disappears again for a while um, yeah. after the the whole kind of Faustin kind of situation? Once you you take him out, yeah, um, he kind of disappears um, from Nico's life and then starts to pop up again uh, around the time that we're we're there with Bernie uh, yeah. with Florian and um, and then you, you get the the kind of final decider um, as yes. to what you're going to do about Dimitri. Revenge versus strike a deal. Yeah. Let's talk about the, the two different outcomes. Yeah, cool. So there's there's an outcome. If you take the deal um, and you try and try and kind of cut ties with Dimitri, live and let live, all that kind of stuff, um, Roman will get killed. Mm-hmm. If you go with the other choice and you take out Dimitri, Kate will get killed. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. No. So I guess <laughs> the question is, what was your ending? So... So my ending was uh, Kate died. Yeah. And I think that's, like we were saying, possibly that's the canon ending. I think um, is, yeah. I, I, I think I think taking revenge feels right mm-hmm. in doing it. So I think that was, like I said, it was kind of like a no-brainer sort of thing. Just like, yeah, I need to take out this guy. He's going to cause, like, like so much disruption to my life if i don't just end this now so um yeah revenge felt right and then when kate got taken away i spent a lot of time like um just like uh doing the whole kind of relationship thing Mm -hmm. uh building up like the kind of um meters and bars with that and uh yeah it it hurt (laughs) It really, really hurt, <laughs> yeah, and so I was left, and I was left with Roman. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part of it. Yeah, it's it's the worst part. But like, I think as well, like I think it's that's probably a better ending. Like it feel <laughs> it feels yeah. like a better ending than the other outcome. Whereas like like obviously like Roman dying like as much as we've slagged off Roman and stuff like that like he is family and like yeah. you have that connection to him and stuff like that and um, yeah for Nico to be all happy and stuff like that like it, it's 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 nice enough but I think like if it's like I think there's one thing that really stands out about this game is that ending the revenge ending is just it's very hard hitting and mm-hmm. it's like them almost like rockstar almost gearing up to give us that gut punch at the end of red dead redemption it's just like that's that that's them sort of flexing their muscles like okay can we do this can we pull this off can we take the main love interest out and can we leave um nico in a like a kind of somber state at the end of this yeah, almost ends a game in the same somber state he kind of starts it in really isn't it yeah the whole message in there somewhere about not uh you know, revenge not necessarily uh, paying off, I guess. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, revenge is a hundred percent the. Um, I know I've just said about his arc and you know being the yeah. better guy, but talking about bygones be bygones for a much older 
set of circumstances versus this, where obviously yeah. him staying alive will cause him quite a lot of harm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it it does kind of suck that the probably less, which I say the less dramatic ending, which would be him mm-hmm. him just you know making peace with it and moving on, will obviously also in, end up in a. Uh, uh, that's the point where Roman dies, isn't it? Yeah, so that ends up with, a, yeah. you know, Nico getting everything he wants, but I don't know, has he kind of yeah. like, sold his soul a little bit in order for happiness yeah. there? I don't know. Um, yeah. I definitely did kill him. I remember that much now that we talked. Yeah. Now that I'm remembering it all happening, I'm remembering that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a big firefight on the platypus, isn't it? That's how you get him. I seem to remember it's the boat where you came in on. That was a, a, a fairly intense bit of level, I seem to remember, just getting onto the boat in the first place and then... Oh man, just wave upon wave. Of... <laughs> <laughs> Basically, <laughs> all I remember, I definitely remember taking that. I know I said initially that I didn't remember yeah, that yeah. or what I decided to do at the end of this, but the more I think about the levels and what that entailed, yeah, um, I definitely have done the other ending, but I don't remember anything about it. I did it one of my playthroughs, I think, just to see what yeah. happened. But um, yeah, definitely that revenge ending was there. Uh, Pretty, pretty brutal. Yes, it was. But you end up at the wedding either way, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Like the wedding, the wedding happens regardless. But then, obviously, who who dies at the end of it is different. Mm-hmm. Aye, the the yeah, yeah the outcome. You make some phone calls. It's it's interesting that he that Nico calls upon people. He calls upon um, Roman and asks, you know, what should I do yeah. here? And he calls Kate and says, what should I do yeah. here? And each yeah, one of yeah. them gives their death as the as the as their uh, advice. So Roman will say, make a deal with the guy, get the money, as you'd imagine Roman would. Uh, but by making yeah, yeah. the deal and getting mm-hmm. the money, um, Roman Roman gets killed in that one. Yeah. Kate's very interesting. And again, I think this is why this is the canon. This is the correct answer is Kate says, you're not about the money. Don't go and, you know, lower yourself to that just for a little bit of cash. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 not the right thing to do, basically. And of course, by going and killing Dimitri, she gets killed. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's interesting that the way they set that one up yeah, is yeah. purely around essentially closing off your past, saying yeah. goodbye to that, dealing with what's yeah. in the present, mm-hmm. and then hopefully being able to move forward in the future to be able to to kind of get that life that you want, get the the peace and the um and the closure that you want going forwards. I I thought the the coolest thing at the end there, you go out with um. I think you take Phil Bell with you and you go to do that final mission. Um, interestingly, when you go to the deal and you get double-crossed, obviously, by Dimitri, um, you go there in a grey sabre. Okay. We know that the green sabre is synonymous with San Andreas being a, yeah. a traitorous car. Um, okay. Because it's the one that was used in the drive-by to kill CJ's mom yeah, yeah. and was being harboured by... Uh, smoke and rider yeah, um, yeah so i just thought it was interesting that the green being the colors of grove street yeah, yeah. and gray being very much the color scheme of of um, gta4 yeah, yeah. the gray saber was the car that's used in that double cross i just thought that was a nice little i don't know if somebody just went yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's cool that's very cool uh i like that yeah i really like that that last mission though we were just away to talk about that it's an absolute beast as well that's another one of those good yeah, good yeah. I, I mean, for, you know, like 10 years or so, I've not played the other ending. So is it the same mission that you get either way that you, you hunt down Dimitri? It's just the, the events leading up to it is slightly um, different. I think they're quite similar. Um, no, well, no, I've got them in front of me because I just couldn't, I couldn't remember. So the one of them's a Revengers tragedy and the other one's out of commission. 
where you're chasing Jimmy. Yeah, I definitely remember the one where you're chasing Jimmy because you're in that whole... Um, there's like a harbour bit at the top of Alderney as well. It's quite near to that bit I was just talking mm-hmm. about. And then you are, it's like multi-level bit. I think you end up in a, is it a helicopter or a boat you end up? And then you chase them right across the map to Happiness Island, which is where the game ends. Um, that's the revenge one, definitely, though. Um, I think it maybe intersects a little bit because you do, you ch- well, you chase down, he's in a helicopter and you're in a boat. That's it. No, um, that is it. And I think little Jacob comes in and you climb onto the helicopter and then little off you go Jacob, again. Man. again. See, he told you. Absolute MVP of this He's whole your boy. Game. He's your boy. Yeah, man. <laughs> he is. But yeah, again, coming in there at the end with a, a, a bit of a, a fan-pleasing uh, mission. Not yeah. just your usual turn up, shoot some guns, yeah. drive away, lose your wanted level, take the person back. Um, just a fantastic way of doing it. And then just like, I, I mean, my last playthrough, I just chased them on foot and just shot the guy, really. It, the it was last quite, bit. I, I, yeah yeah quite a, a melancholy almost L ending yeah, um, yeah that i think is quite deliberate as well i think you know it's not big and grandiose there's not big explosions there's no yeah. you know big kind of things just a few words and then but then that is you this go. game really all over isn't it i mean that's that's the whole thing mm-hmm. i mean i like that two things they let it they only raise two like maybe pre-gta four levels of chaos and nonsense in a couple of times in that game and it's probably all the i guarantee you it's all of the missions i've gone oh i really like that one i remember that one it was great like yeah yeah you know there's the reason i've remembered that because they didn't just kind of go hard and try and escalate on every single mission it was like a very measured kind of game um yeah but you know as well to end on a bit of a bum note where you know your girlfriend's just been Mm -hmm. shot and like Mm-hmm. Oh well, you know, Nico. I'm just gonna go back to whatever the fuck's going on. <laughs> go and drive a cab. Why yeah, the yeah. fuck not? You know, like that's yeah. just very. It would be almost wrong for it to suddenly end on a big happy like right off at the sunset moment. It would. Yeah, it, yeah. it, it wouldn't be realistic. It would be very weird. So yeah, I like the end. Yeah, we do know that that Nico kind of gets out of that life. Um, yeah. because there's a little bit of throwaway dialogue a nice little nod and a wink in gta 5 uh, when they're asking about people to join a heist and lester turns around and says oh there is a guy that was making some waves in liberty city but nah he went quiet good um, for nico so you do yeah 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 he kind of gets his quiet life that he's been looking for so i guess there is um that nice little bit of closure for him but a mature um trait from rockstar is there just you don't have to see yeah. it yeah you know we can we can come away from that story we can come away from nico and just let him be uh we've seen everything and now we'll go off and we'll we'll look at the other two aspects to the story um which are, are two outstandingly different um ways of playing throughout that say yeah totally totally yeah i think i think um i think it was something that we kind of talked about earlier on um possibly one of the earlier episodes that uh like this was rockstar kind of flexing their narrative muscles mm-hmm. in terms of like like oh like gta's up to that point like ha- they all had great little stories and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, but they were always kind of like drenched in a lot of satire and very much like uh quite jokey over the top and everything like that and this is one mm-hmm. that like feels like grounded and real and it's them so like i said flexing their narrative muscles in order for them to give us like the powerhouses of uh red dead redemption one and two and um and the stronger elements of uh, gta 5 as well yeah definitely and and it's 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 a good shout with gta 5 going forward in that as well in that i think they they took so much of four to go forward um but 
potentially went back to their roots a little bit. Yeah, uh, like um, like we've said throughout the whole thing, like this um, this game is is loved by a lot of people, and it is mm-hmm. uh, also kind of um, like hate not hated, but like maybe just looked over by a lot of the other fans, and mainly yeah. due to the fact that like this game is. Yeah a bit more serious, a bit more real down to earth and stuff like that. And it loses that kind of wackiness mm-hmm. that, um, mm-hmm. that the PS2 trilogy had in spades and something that, um, like rockstar were like, okay, the fans aren't really liking the gritty direction we're taking. We'll swing back towards some of that yeah. wackiness with five. I think five had a bit of both though, didn't it? Five, five wasn't all the way back. I think it was, it was a little bit of a bit, you know, it had a bit yeah, of yeah. that kind of, drab everything sucks <laughs> kind of yeah. aspects of it as well um, yeah, yeah. as well as you know firing Very... rockets off of helicopters into bloody tankers or whatever you know like that total fireworks nonsense sorry yeah, not yeah. nonsense but you know like yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. there's obviously none none of that in no. four yeah no not at all not at all um they still nail things like the radio and the NPCs. Yeah, oh, yeah. um yeah yeah there's still there's still that wackiness to gta yeah. in four like um like having twat cafes that's amazing <laughs> um and uh like uh, stuff like that and like the radio adverts and everything yeah. like that are all just yeah. spot on so it like it it has it has that level of quirkiness that is like expected of a gta yeah. but just um just having like such a strong story mm-hmm. and such a such a like a the hard hitting story at points and very character focused story. It's just something that um like every time I go back and think about GTA four, it just seems to get better every time. Yeah. Like I I go back to it. It's uh it's deserves a lot more love than it gets, totally I think. Agree. I agree. Yeah. Just just very quickly on you talking about radio radio stations, man. God Liberty Rock Radio yeah. with Iggy Pop. Jesus fucking Christ! Yeah. He made me Brilliant. laugh so much. I don't know how much of it. I don't know if it still exists because I know obviously they've got licensing things and all that. But um, yeah, man, you know when he's talking about um, um, oh man, this city's starting to make me angry and alone. Yeah. Man, it's expensive to live here. I've got a yoga bill like a motherfucker and all of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love all of uh, all of that chat. It's just ingrained yeah. in here for the rest of my life man tai chi it's and, called fucking like a bandit spiritual man it's an absolutely fantastic point that um that i would have forgotten about i wouldn't have kind of brought up but we've we spoken previously about um yeah. how rockstar stopped working with um with with hollywood actors um but they kept a little bit of a tradition on. They kept getting some massive names on in the radio DJs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fair enough, we've had uh, Axel Rose previously, but to get Iggy Pop for this, we've got um, Kenny Loggins in oh, yeah. GTA 5 there as well. You know, just... Yeah. Dangerous on radio. Absolutely brilliant people um, yeah. sitting there just talking about... And I, and I love the, the rock radio and those because the theme is always just man this is from when music was music and yeah, yeah that's just that yeah. grumpy old rocker that's like they don't make them like this anymore and for some reason it just holds so much weight into a world that you don't get why would else. any of the three of us align with a grumpy old rocker i have no <laughs> idea i don't know i don't know don't know why that chimes with me or any of you guys anyway <laughs> Just <laughs> that's probably a good point. It's probably a good point to bring up a couple of honor- honorable mentions. Um, Laszlo, I'm going to point out there. Uh, Integrity 2.0. Yeah, um, yeah, trying yeah. to bring, trying to bring um, radio 
to the streets is yeah. just again some of the interactions he has there just people telling him to fuck yeah. off and he's like but this is radio you're making history on radio they're like fuck off yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> i just love him so much radio broker yeah. was um, my favorite as well besides liberty rock radio radio broker was good it was like the indie channel it was um i've got loads of like stuff yeah. like ended up buying loads of stuff just after listening to that and looking out at bands and all the rest of it yeah. there's loads of good stuff on there that's really cool. We um we had a question a, a few weeks ago asking if there's any music that you've found from GTA that kind of you fell in love with um that you only found through radio on GTA. So that's oh, really yeah, good yeah. to to hear that you've you've found stuff through there as well. Um, Our answer was love first. Less savvy fan of Raging <laughs> in the Plague Age is on that um is on that channel and it's an absolute belter. It's just properly like pummeling just garage rock. It's just so good, man. I love it. Nice. Um, nice. So yeah, that's my that's my top Desert Island GTA song. I think probably. <laughs> but anyway, um, one more I'm going to point out before we before we wrap up, unless you guys have got anybody else, is Brucey. We've not spoken about. No, Brucey. we didn't mention Brucey. Uh, how how can we not mention I Brucey? Sick. All that we, fucking uh, bull shark testosterone he's been taking. He's, he I is know. fantastic. You know, he is the craziness that. Yeah. Like, I, I yes. think a lot of people were looking for throughout the game. Um, yeah, yeah, he he delivers that in spades. Totally, just such yeah, just such a like instantly standout character on in this, and just yeah, it's just some of the things that he does. Like he tries to do things and stuff like that, and ends up just hurting himself, or like he <laughs> like <laughs> like he tries to start a Nico, and Nico's like, nah, don't do it, man. No, no, no. <laughs> He's just a fucking idiot, but he like. Is. It's almost like it's almost like GTA games of old, almost, isn't it? It's like the id of like a, a GTA game that's not this one. He's almost like a character at place because he's such a mental, just I don't know. He's almost like a Jersey Shore yeah. person. I don't even know if Jersey Shore was a thing when this game came out, but he's almost <laughs> yeah, like one yeah. of them or something. Yeah, just this yeah. absolute moron. Um, lovable moron, though. Obviously, I mean, I wouldn't be like yeah, you know, definitely he's yeah. a nice guy, but honestly, what an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> love it uh, and as always we have a huge thank you to say to gtafandom.com they've done the work so we don't have to now it's time to check out some NPC dialogue you can get in contact with us at grandtheftpodcast at gmail.com so that we can go down to our local twat cafe and check out what you said this week we're going to be taking a question from Gwyneth and Gwyneth asks Hearing your discussion on open world versus linear story games, I was wondering how you approach the collectibles in a game like GTA. So I think it's a pretty good question because I think collectibles in GTA are quite unique. Uh, And we do have Mm -hmm. our GTA 4 expert here who has done these collectibles at least four and a half times. Um, (sighs) (laughs) So what do we think? Is is collectibles like half the story? Is it um, something that you guys... Can I prioritize or do you leave that to the last? What's your what's your approach to collectibles in a GTA or Rockstar or any game? Oh, right. Um no, I'm gonna let Ras take this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I'll 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 chime in at the end. Um cool. Yeah. I, I I would probably say from for most games, there's always something really inevitable about when I play a game and you pop something like you see a pigeon for example just picking pigeons at random um and you were <laughs> like i wonder if that pigeon is just a bit of set dressing i wonder what happens if you shoot it uh you know because you're in gta and of course you're going to shoot it um <laughs> and then it's like oh one of 200 
okay. <laughs> and you just know there's something, in for me, yeah. there's something inevitable about the fact that I'm going to come back at some point and get all of them. I don't know. Um, I don't know about, does it help with the story? I think it helps with you getting to know the city better. Um, mm-hmm. I think it definitely helps you. There's bits of the map which you probably wouldn't see, specifically talking about GTA 4, you probably wouldn't see at all if it wasn't for the bloody pigeons. Um, <laughs> I think there's definitely little bits. That I, I, I'm glad I did them uh, at least once anyway. Um, I think because there's stuff that you just wouldn't cover. I, I have to be a quick props to GTA 5 as well for this. Mm-hmm. That map is enormous and... I think I did all the collectibles at least once in that game. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would do them again, especially um, looking at you submarine missions. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, same thing. I mean, there's loads of stuff in those in that map specifically because it's enormous. You wouldn't cover at all. Like, the altruist things probably count as a, as a hidden thing, don't they? The, the camp, isn't it, that's got... Um, Delivering the, the hitchhikers. Uh, yeah, delivering the hitchhikers. Mm-hmm. They technically count as things. I think they were ace fun, actually. I really enjoyed them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think good for getting to know the map. I think, uh, I, for me personally, I just I hate when you come across one because I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to go and do that later on. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's definitely a post um, under, a post gameplay thing. No, I don't think I've ever gone and done it mid-storyline. No. Just because you know there's going to be stuff yeah. that, like, you'll get a uh like a power maybe in a game mm-hmm. i've just finished playing control recently and that's one of those games where you get you get powers as you go through the game that you literally couldn't get a collectible on your first run through anyway so yeah you know i think i don't ever do it but you know maybe i might just if mm-hmm. i feel like some chaotic energy i might do that i don't know what are you gonna say gary so in relation to gta i think um it was well gta 3 was the first one that i like i really just completely got lost in and um I think it was possibly one of the first games that I actually did a lot of the kind of collectibles and a lot of the post-game stuff just because it was so much fun to do. Mm-hmm. And um, infamously, the uh, hidden packages for GTA 3. Yeah. So collect- collecting, uh, let's say, 10 gets you body armor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, collecting 20 gets you a pistol that's at your hideout. And then if you get all of them, you've got like all the weapons and um so that's that's something ace to have at the end of like a like a game just so you can just jump in have some fun you've got a bunch of weapons there just to just to go wild um and uh yeah like i did a lot of the car ones as well like you had to take the cars up to the garage in shoreside mm-hmm. vale and um that that was ace as well the fact that like he, he hunted these cars down and then you were able to select them so i think yeah, I actually think like GTA was possibly one of the first times that I'd really gone like all out in a game, mm-hmm. like um, like done the story. But I was just like, I want to play more. I want more of this. And I was never really too bothered about doing like a hundred percent and stuff like that. If I completed the story, I was happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for a lot of other games, but in recent years, uh, I've gotten the platinum itch (laughs) (laughs) and (laughs) and uh trophy hunting as well which um it's i like i think it's such a great incentive like um obviously getting introduced it through the uh, xbox 316 playstation 3 generation uh just little extra things that you can do in the game just to rack up awards 
And it's nothing that's like it could be story related. It could be like just finish mission one and you get a trophy, mm-hmm. but it could be something ridiculous like spin around seven times. Yeah, <laughs> it's like something just stupid. But more recently, I've gone to the effort of actually trying to platinum games and trying to one hundred percent them, mainly because I have such a back catalogue of games now that I like games I should be playing mm-hmm. and everything like that, and I end up just occasionally just buying other games <laughs> that i don't need just just for the <laughs> and, platinum uh, yeah well not not just for the platinum but like just for just for playing i'm just like oh cool i haven't i haven't tried that game before i'll buy it but um i've tried to get out of the habit of that and the habit of that is that i try to 100 percent games so i can get the most out of them so i don't go buying more games yeah, yeah. so uh yeah that's uh that's kind of my take on 100 percenting things like um yeah it never used to bother me at all i used to be just happy with the story but uh nowadays like a lot of like ever since the ps4 error like um just like i think the reboot of tomb raider was one of my favorites oh, yeah. of just like going through and collecting absolutely everything in that mm-hmm. uh the, the sequel to that as well uh, S- uh spider-man ps4 mm-hmm. um all those kind of things and then i've like i've kind of gone back and when i've replayed gta3 recently in G- vice city i've been trying to 100 percent it as well yeah um and getting to see a lot more of the game that i probably wouldn't have on my first playthrough so. yeah i think i think that's that's definitely a, a very important point i think that the, the developers brought on was i think a lot of people especially um with so many games and so many consoles and things out there uh is is basically you know how much bang for the buck can you get in there how much how much time yeah. can you, you can you spend in there and there's two games you mentioned one is is tomb raider which is a very linear kind of style game uh and the others being like you know your grand theft autos and and things like that and i think it's it's very meta that in the in gta 3 it sounds like rockstar kind of half knew how people were going to be playing and that was like the chaotic playing not necessarily yeah. just going through the story and with it being a relatively tight story as well mm-hmm. so by rewarding and in, in, in you know this is something that i'm going to contradict a little bit later on but by rewarding you with with literal stuff like as you said Russ, like nobody really or i never really go through and do like the ambulance missions halfway through playing a story no. but that gives you like unlimited sprint so there's a really good incentive for you to actually to get around to that and usually i get in limited sprint after 27 hours of gameplay once my story mode is over and now i can just run around infinitely and, and absolutely you know crush everything because i've got all the weapons i've got everything there so i think rockstar kind of knew that the post game was just as important as as the the actual game itself which i think is you know quite cool that they had that foresight to to kind of think about and then just kept adding more and more in yeah um i think it's also interesting that you say there that that you moved it from xbox over to to playstation did yeah. you have any like affiliation were you in that kind of mode with achievements did you have any abandonment uh, issues moving across no not really actually um so i was always always playstation uh but when it came to that era uh, a lot of my friends at that point in time were buying xbox 360s so um so i ended up jumping ship for that generation and coming back to playstation 3 very very late into its uh console life cycle mm-hmm. um but yeah like um like achievements were the first things i experienced over trophies and um yeah like um it was just it like they feel identical to me like their trophies and achievements yeah. are are exactly the same and um the only difference is that you get a platinum trophy at the end of the playstation one for doing mm-hmm. everything in it whereas the xbox you just get um 
I don't think you get anything really. You just get gamer points. Points, yeah. Yeah. More more points. More points. So um yeah, they're both very similar systems. So um I've just become more accustomed to trophies as um going back to Sony and being a Sony fanboy for, for life. <laughs> so I've got I've got like <laughs> like Rick Grimes, I've got three questions. One, how okay. many platinum trophies do you have? Oh uh thirteen. What platinum trophy are you most proud of? Uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Ooh, yeah, nice one. Yeah. And what one are you least proud of? Uh, possibly one of the Telltale games, just because it's uh, you just play it and you get it. Yeah. They're great. They're great stories and everything like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, just playing through a game and getting the platinum trophy, you're just like, oh well. <laughs> if if that's your your dirtiest one, then let's move on quickly because that's pretty good. Hey, that's not too hey, bad Gary. at all. Hey Gary. Yeah. yeah. What's your worst one? Um, yeah, I feel you... like we have, I feel like Gareth's moving us on for a reason, and I need to know why. <laughs> <a new one. laughs> I think so. I, um, I would actually need to look it up. It might be, uh, what was that Disney film? Is it Mega, Mega thing? Mega Mind. Was Mega Mind. Yeah, film? yeah. It's, I don't know. I was, was, Disney, a, was, was it? I was a I was a DreamWorks one. Yeah, I was gonna say it was a DreamWorks. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was it was it was Mega Mind. <laughs> you know what? It was really good fun. It was actually quite good fun game to play um but for a while i was exactly the same I, I, the reason i asked you you know do you uh do you buy a game just because it's got the the platinum or you, you, you know it's an easy one to hunt out because uh, i got 36 and and a lot of those were because i just literally went for a bunch of platinum trophies that i could i could get in a row from like terminator salvation yeah, which yeah. you just play it on hard mode which isn't particularly hard yeah uh, and you get it through there a bunch of telltale games mm-hmm. uh, a couple of like movie tie-in games that kind of stuff um yeah what about yours? How many have you got, Russ? Um, I'm, I should have known you were going to ask that question. I could have looked that up while you were talking. Um, I actually don't know. <laughs> not not nearly as many as either of you. I've probably got about eight, possibly. Um, I've got to be honest. My um, addiction to completing things is profoundly stupid in the sense that it... I probably am not as fascinated with trophies as much as I am with just like completing games 100%. And those two don't mm. always necessarily mean the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They really don't because uh, I've I've 100%ed uh, Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider, but to get 100%, you don't like you don't get the platinum trophy. Because at the there's end of the it. challenges no. and stuff for those two games, isn't there? There's really? a lot of challenges and I think there's multiplayer stuff in mm-hmm. one of them as well. But um, yeah, that's the one thing I really dislike about uh, platinum yeah. trophies sometimes is like the multiplayer elements of it. Yeah. So if you're picking up a game that's like maybe like say five, 10 years old uh, and there is no server for it anymore yeah you just can't get you just can't get those trophies anymore totally this is it even even some games that are absolutely nails like um last of us the first one i've got 100 percent on that i've got all the collectibles but um it's got so many online trophies and they're not ridiculous but it's it's not enough that i'm going to be able to do it yeah having said that it did save my my bacon i I don't know if i would have the second grand theft auto 5 um the ps4 platinum okay because i got the the platinum on ps3 Mm -hmm. and when i bought the the ps4 version yeah i thought right I'll, I'll replay it it's got first person mode i'll play the whole story in first person that's great um but when i logged in online it gave me 
a bunch of stunt jumps. Um, it gave me the the under the bridge uh, trophies, stuff like that. They must have been tied to your uh, social club account, okay, rather oh, than uh, actually on the save game. Oh. So if it wasn't for that happening, I probably wouldn't have gone for it because yeah. I think Ras, I still owe you stunt jumps for a game um, because you came round and we did them with a bunch of beers one day because I couldn't be bothered. You were like, "Hey, I'll come round and we'll do them together." Yeah, totally um, did that. Which game was that? Was that five? That was five. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. That. I remember that happening. Now you say that, but I don't. I don't. Um... I think we probably are even. To be fair, I'm sure there's, there's. I'm sure we played quite a few games on various consoles over the year. You've probably got me all the Colossus and Shadow of the Colossus at some point or something. I can't remember. Yeah. It's all good. We're even, man. It's cool. Okay, that's right. <laughs> good. Excellent. You heard it. This is the only part that's going out. This is a special edition podcast. Yeah. Thanks very much for listening. Yeah. Bye. Cheers. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you mentioned stunt jumps. Yeah, stunt jumps though, because they are. Those are one of those ones that I don't know if I would have also necessarily done unless it was a part of the 100 percent thing i really mm-hmm. enjoyed them they're good because they force you to use different vehicles for every one there's some use yep. a push bike in there's one i can definitely remember that's right down the middle of the one of the bridges in gta 4 and i couldn't tell you off the top of my head which bridge it was but it doesn't really matter and you have to use like a bike and it into oncoming traffic and all this stuff as well. Some of those are really actually quite good fun, like great, great times. It's interesting because we we mentioned this before uh, when we were talking about Grand Theft Auto 3 in that uh, during one of the missions, it actually introduces you to stunt jumps um, by making your escape off the top of the, the multi-story car park. Uh, and you hit a stunt jump to get away from the bad thing that you just done. Um, So that's probably the first one that you're introduced to, and it's a nice way of just them easing into like that kind of storytelling gameplay mechanic um, that they've got for the open world. Um, They're not my favourite one. That's why I wouldn't have done them a second time. What's the most menial one, other than the submarine, which I'm sure we'll talk about. We'll give special mention to the submarine uh, (laughs) parts in GTA V. what is there is there anyone that you found yourself halfway through going what the hell am i doing here and either given up or <laughs> reluctantly gone through and why is it pigeons <laughs> <laughs> i'm sticking up for the pigeons man i i have no problems with the pigeons i mean 200 was a lot how many of the submarine bits was oh, there? 18 i've got it here there was 30 Ooh. 30 wow and to be quite honest with you it felt like about a million yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I didn't mind the pigeons, but that, that's just me. I guess I'm a glutton for punishment. Having played some other games, I'm not looking at you at all, Assassin's Creed franchise, <laughs> um, and collected lots of absolute nonsense in those games. 200 pigeons doesn't seem that bad, but I don't know. It's <laughs> a good point. Some of those feathers in Assassin's Creed 2, um, just because it's ever so slightly like fiddly. If you hit that controller 0.1 of a degree out, Ezio's flinging himself yes. off a 500-foot drop with no hay bale underneath, and that feather's getting away from you. That was extremely yeah. annoying. I'm not going to lie, they've reintroduced that mechanic <laughs> in the, the most recent one. Now. Yeah. There's no time oh. in your podcast to talk about my feelings about certain <laughs> aspects of the Assassin's Creed franchise, man. I just, if you ever go, if you guys want to talk about that at some point, I've got hours of material. <laughs> yeah. We'll um, happily be guests on your Assassin's really. Creed podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll do that one day then. <laughs> yeah. What was the question? Oh, the question about um, annoying collectibles. I yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't have a huge amount to say apart from like the only one that I always stick in my mind with is bloody submarine missions mm-hmm. because just they're so slow. Do you know what I mean? It's not about about it's not about doing lots of really quick get in a car, go over here, do X, Y, or Z, or the jumps, which were quite annoying because some of them had really frustrating resets mm-hmm. and stuff. Like you're jumping off a bridge, and if you jump off the bridge and land in slightly the wrong place, then you have to go and you know 
find another car because you've just trashed it. You've probably got a wanted level. You have to go and get to the other side of the map to do it again. That's all quite annoying, but at least that's all quite an active, fun thing yeah. to do. I just I can't emphasize enough how much I find that submarine awful because it was so boring. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so slow. Do you know what I mean? The whole the the vehicle is slow getting around is really painful i just yeah i could go on about it all day but i just that was 100 percent my least favorite <laughs> i think the worst thing about that is rockstar again very very self-aware very meta in there knowing full well that they've just put you through and i think if you do it in a one or it's about three hours plus um because of the cumbersome mm. nature of that submarine you get to the back to the docks and your mission giver i can't remember it's a, a lady isn't it um yeah she's lost her husband or something i can't remember that's right uh, i think she gives you 10 bucks for it um which <laughs> at that is. point if you played the game correctly you're you've got billions in your bank so <laughs> it's it's so uh i mean obviously i shot her just uh just in case anybody was wondering um we know you we know you too well man <laughs> yeah but um i an awful lot of games, you know, give you, like, physical stuff. I think I've mentioned Horizon before. Mm. Um, and as much as Horizon does give you yeah. a little bit of world building through some of those um, collectibles, an awful lot of them are just around getting heavier armor or, or better weaponry and things. Um, do we think that it, yeah. GTA is kind of unique in the way that it, it tells additional parts of the story? Um, you know, you mentioned there about um, the altruist uh, camp. Um, I just you know picking up strangers and taking them there that, that's world building stuff there's uh quite an infamous um hitchhiker ursula who uh, there's loads of crazy stuff kind of tied to um there's ghost trails there's tons of stuff and i'm going through red dead just now as well and there's so many little things that if you pay attention to the world there's tons of mini little stories uh to do with your collectibles yeah. and stuff afterwards is gta is rockstar unique in what they do there uh i think i think they are because a lot of um a lot of side missions, you can basically summarize a lot of side missions in open world games as in uh, we need these set of items, go out and find these items and come back. Or we need five of these things, go find them or uh, go to this place, uh, activate this and come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of it kind of feels, you, you can tell, like it's total side mission. It's not impacting the story whatsoever. There's no kind of really additional kind of story beats and you don't learn anything more about the world. It's no. just something to help you gain more experience and like you said, probably like just learn some skills and stuff. Uh, but I think GTA, like uh, especially Rockstar, are fantastic at like just little side stories mm. in games. Like uh, one that comes to mind, I think, from Red Dead is The Stranger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's like just that whole kind of like unraveling mystery and stuff like that and like um it's just something really engaging that pulls you in um and uh yeah like i think they put a lot of time and a lot of care into making these kind of side missions feel part of the world and feel like if you do them they're not like you don't feel like you're kind of going out of your way to sort of do them you feel like um like i want to spend more time in this world i'll i'll go do some yeah. of these missions uh there are some fl- filler there is some fluff in a lot of a uh, a lot of the gta games um but um but i think they take more care mm-hmm. in crafting their side missions than a lot of other kind of developers that are out there yeah. I would agree to an extent. Only the thing I would <laughs> ref- I would kind of withhold a little bit on is obviously talking about GTA 4, which is the one we've done today. 
they they don't add anything yeah. to the game play at all actually which is it's almost a bit clunky no. and it stunt jumps because they were good in the last game or they were from a previous game so we have to have them they're mm-hmm. a gta thing um yeah. pigeons because yeah. uh, new york i guess i don't know um but yeah there's not really <laughs> there's not really much in it there they do i mean there are bits i mean they're not technically yeah. collectibles but you've got all of like little jacob's kind of side missions but those are definitely side missions mm-hmm. there's a lot of cool little yeah um events meeting people in the street and stuff like that that are good for world building but yeah. I, I wouldn't say the collectibles do that at all for this game but yeah in other games i totally yeah like you were talking about the um uh, the camp in five for example that's all ace like i'm really yeah. clear like that if you didn't entertain the notion of picking up somebody random in the street and take them up to that camp you would you could play that game and not even know that camp was there like it's so well yeah, hidden this is um which is nice you know it rewards but i think it rewards nicely people for spending a bit more time getting more into it and stuff like that which i think is totally cool yeah yeah, yeah i agree i agree mm-hmm. um and especially in a game where they quite literally put graffiti on the walls uh, of certain areas saying you're not supposed to be here. Um, hmm. They really make you go out of your way uh, <laughs> to show you some of that map. And I think, um, as you mentioned, the, the the random events, I do think those are absolutely fantastic because you don't feel that you are going out of your way. You know, even if I was driving to the other side of the map to go and do a thing that I wanted to do on my way to Ammunition or whatever, um, and I hear an interesting bit of dialogue getting shouted at me, I would slam on the brakes, turn around, go and see what that person's, and then you know, God only knows what that um that kind of thing is. In fact, we we spoke about Packy McReary um earlier on. He's actually just somebody who who's flagging down at the side of the the highway, and if you pick him up, he says that he's looking for work, and then you can hire him later on. So, it, quite a big character from the previous game uh, is actually hidden in there. Um, and if you take the time to to explore that mm-hmm. world a little bit, you, you know, you can find an awful lot more. I love all that stuff. <laughs> it's all great. They must have some continuity team. Yeah. Some team that's just like how they build all that stuff together is just fantastic. And just their script writing team must be ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I just, I'll never get my head around it. I think GT4 was the first one that I played that I was just like, man, they must have written a script for every single little insignificant yeah. crappy event that happened in this entire game, man. What a, yeah. a ridiculous amount of work that must have been. Like, so cool. Anyway, yeah, very good. Yeah. Yeah, the the amount of stuff they must yeah. have predicted uh, or anticipated that you would try to do as a player, um, and have just a, a, maybe yeah. a line of dialogue or just something you know special for it all. It's it's pretty cool. Totally. So something you mentioned earlier as well, I just want to kind of go into because um, this part always blows my mind. Um, <laughs> is uh, you know you mentioned that you see you're you're walking around, you see a pigeon, yeah, um, and you shoot it, see what happens. It says it's one of two hundred, and you're like, oh god. Where do you guys sit on on guides? Now, personally, I think it's it's witchcraft because there is professional guide writers out there. There's people who work for, for websites like IGN whose job it is to get the game a week early, find all of those collectible things so they're ready for launch. How the hell do they do that? Because of some of those positions of some of those things. Do you guys use guides? Where do you feel about it? Oh, I, I was wondering what you meant by it. it's witchcraft. I thought you were like... I don't understand how how do guides even exist? <laughs> <laughs> how guides how guides work? <laughs> it, it just shows up on this complicated potato uh, that I've got in front of me, and yeah, <laughs> and it tells me where to find all the stuff. Uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, yeah, like I. So uh, when I when I was younger, I used to love buying guidebooks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. 
mainly for, like for the art and everything like that. Uh, but um, yeah, and also I was not that great at games. Yeah, well, <laughs> to be honest, well. <laughs> to be honest. So like I had a lot of like Final Fantasy ones. Uh, there's a Resident Evil one I've got. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Three, I think I have mm. as well. And um, yeah, I, I like I love I actually love sitting down and working through a guide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like if it's if it's a game that I'm like I'm really kind of interested in and stuff like that, um, like and I want to get the most out mm-hmm. of it, then I don't mind using a guide. If it's a first playthrough, um, I kind of want to do it blind, so I don't use the guide and stuff like that. But like for my second playthrough, making sure I get like every item, every story point, everything, uh, I don't mind using guides. Okay, me, me either. I think they're I think they're great yeah they are great they are great because um (laughs) yeah definitely witchcraft and there's a lot of things out there um now that i was well even back in the day like when we were younger like um some secrets and some kind of uh ways to finish levels and stuff like that and it's like how the hell did you figure that out like how did you figure that out as a kid like it's crazy yeah yeah like hidden blocks and stuff in mario fair enough like yeah a fluky jump you may hit a hidden block yeah. but to know that you can use that to jump on top and get over the top of the world yeah that's just absolutely crazy um yeah like um one one that jumps to mind recently was uh was crash bandicoot 2 um we like i recently 100 of that game nice. uh on the end on the insane trilogy which is it's one of my favorite like kind of old school platformers that i i kind of grew up with like my second playstation game i got uh love crash bandicoot <laughs> and uh, uh but one of the gems you get in it you have to hit no boxes in the i think it's the first level you just have to go through the whole level without hitting any boxes at all and you get a gem at the end of it and there's no sing there's no signpost no, there's no. no nothing that tells you how to do that Jesus. and uh your instant like like thing you do in crash bandicoot is spin and hit boxes yes yeah. uh, destruction so yeah exactly uh so you so you're going against your natural urges in this just to get that gem and like how are you supposed to figure that out as a kid yeah witchcraft (laughs) witchcraft (laughs) (laughs) video game devs are the worst especially back in those days when it wasn't particularly an adult pastime it was just like you know developers just being mean at kids basically (laughs) like there's something (laughs) funny to me pretty much yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) that's true it's very true i quite i have to say just on the subject of guides i i have no problem with them i i think if um i'm trying not to quote like an advert for not gambling which is when the fun stops stop but like when i get to the point when i'm literally having i'm not having fun anymore i'm like well you know i'd like to be able to do this i've looked everywhere if it becomes a hassle i'm probably not going to pick this up again so i don't have a problem with just referring to a guide just to get over the line of something i was unable to do because at the end of the day it's a video game it's fun yeah let people have fun (laughs) (laughs) right you mentioned there um when the fun stops stop i think that's a it's a a a great part and this is this is something that i find is quite unique so we briefly spoke about um earlier on ras and i did uh, a challenge gta 24 in which we wanted to play the story through in 24 hours we did it in under 24 hours i think we were both quite proud of our our time um Mm -hmm. we did it in two 12-hour sittings but it's fair to say by the end of it we were kind of shells of our former self and we'd got (laughs) to that point in gaming that you know when the fun stops stop and we'd finished the game we had no weapons no armor literally just 
Uh, it was just Nico in his fists. And Ras trying to steal a car got uh, attacked, chased a guy down the street, started punching him. Yeah. The guy fell on his face with his ass in the air and basically Ras punched the guy in the butt to death. <laughs> it was one of those moments that you see yourself in third person going, what are we doing? Just yeah. stop playing and go to bed. But GTA is such an addictive game that you just keep going and you wind up chasing a car down the street for 20 minutes just in case nothing else spawns kind of thing. So, okay. so just like some TV programs, Jump the Shark, we're wanting to know what is your punch the butt moment? What's that moment that you found yourself doing in GTA uh, at some point that you thought to yourself, dude, just put the beer down, switch off the machine, go to bed and come back to it with a fresh head in the morning. <laughs> we want to hear from you. Please write in to grandtheftpodcast at gmail.com, put in the subject line, punch the butt, and we want to hear your ridiculous punch the butt stories. <laughs> love it. I love that I hadn't really thought about that in... I can't even tell you how long. And then for you to just remember about that ridiculous story. That was my favorite bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think my uh, my punch the butt moment was uh, the um, having the helicopter go up to the highest height and just trying to land on a car. <laughs> uh, we were at it for about maybe two, three hours. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and <laughs> But it was just like, oh, we'll just do one more, one more one more and it's just like what the hell are we doing yeah, put the controller down come back to it when you're put the controller down yeah all right guys well thank you very much ras for joining us on this episode no problem it's yeah. a pleasure to be here yeah pleasure to have you and thank you very much gary for joining in and having our wee chats yeah as always and remember what other podcasts are in school we're taking a heli tour of liberty city promptly shooting the pilot jumping out, landing on a taxi, and drinking everything in sight. Until six stars, keep it next week. 